0: Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business podcast from the Business Vancouver newspaper and from BIV.com. I'm Haley Wooden. Today on the show, iTunes is no more. Our weekly BIV tech panel breaks down some of the announcements out of Apple's annual showcase, including their new mechanisms around privacy. We also look at who's winning and who is losing as Amazon rolls out one day, same day shipping. And we leave off with what a Google antitrust case could mean for big tech in the US. First, you have two days left to buy tickets for our annual BC CFO Awards. On June 6th, we'll be honoring six outstanding award recipients at the Fairmont Waterfront. You can read about their careers over at BIV.com. Tickets and information are available at BIV.com slash events. We're also accepting nominations for a number of other awards, including our BC CEO Awards, Influential Women in Business, and our Signature 40 Under 40 Awards Program. You can also nominate Chief Technology and Innovation Officers for the inaugural BC CTO Awards. Applications are now open. Visit biv.com slash events for details. It's time now for our weekly tech panel. With me in studio, Ali Pordad, CEO at Progressa, and Linda Fawkes, CEO of Glue Technology Society. Thank you both for coming on. Hey, Haley. Thank you. We have a number of topics. We're starting with Apple. They had their annual software showcase yesterday And they revealed that it's the end of an era. iTunes will be no more. Was this to be expected, Linda?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't (laughs) think anyone's going to miss it. And in the new OS, Catalina, it's going to be just found through the Finder where it kind of should have been for a long time. Us mobile people probably don't even have the app on our device anymore that's
2: right yeah, yeah. i mean people have already got used to not having itunes yeah. it's just part of part of your life now It's yeah. just included with everything
1: exactly and it's nice that there's it's split up into different apps now because that ui blow was just awful over in itunes world
2: what stood out at you from um, yesterday for, or uh, when this uh, event happened was, oh wow big at
1: wwdc the yeah. uh, apple login with apple yeah me too and the throwaway email the security, addresses yeah. i'm all over that i've spent I've met with so many people this year, ta- showing them how to log in and stay safe online. I and- thought
2: you'd say that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was thinking of you when I, when I saw it. I'm like, oh, Linda's going to love this. Oh, my gosh. It's just all makes security, life. security, security, security.
1: Yeah. And, and security on the device, too. Just beefing that up, too, so that we know our data is held on the device we're holding and not necessarily shared in Apple's cloud or any, any cloud. A uh, lot of great announcements yesterday, I thought.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised to see them m- making this, uh, you know, very aggressive move into ov- like overtly, uh, you know, encouraging security and, uh, and uh, coming out with all these uh, hardcore applications. I yeah. think it's uh, important for Apple to be a market leader in this if they want to, you know, distinguish themselves from Google.
1: Yeah, and continue to draw the line in the sand that this is how we can do it. We can actually do this thing, this big tech thing and respect our users' privacy and their data. And still make money, but not if wait for it. We're an ad business, which is what Facebook and Google are right now.
2: Right? Yes, and they did uh, in one in one or two of their new services, they removed the sort of the tracking as well, the, the sort of consumer yes. tracking too. So that was a good sign.
0: Yeah, more difficult for third parties to track exactly where your iPhone is. Yeah. I mean, right? And, I think and, a lot good. of people think about that now, but just the fact that it happens uh, and really to have good.
1: to notify within 24 hours that they're using your location, where it was, a, you could. Previously, set it to always or yeah. while using app, and mm-hmm. now it's going to be this twenty-four hour check-in. So, devel- So, app developers are going to get all upset about that. But let's think about why.
2: <laughs> well, it's going to impact Apple's bottom line as well, right? And so, I don't think I don't know if people have fully baked in, or at least investors have fully baked in the the impact of the bottom line of this move. There will be a negative impact. I mean, you, you just have to think that they're making a substantial amount of money, um, you know, through the app through the app ecosystem.
1: Or they're they're playing a longer game and they're looking at what users are going to start to consider valuable in a platform and a device uh, offering that they're using. And if we are going to start to value privacy more.
0: I hope so. And we
1: better. And we're hoping this sort of reign of DOJ and the FTC over big tech is going to um, help us understand even more uh, the data privacy uh, violations that are being thrown at us from big tech. So if we start to value our privacy more, maybe we're all going to start to migrate over to a platform that lets us do that more easily. And Android is not that operating system in the mobile world, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, well, they may be forced to follow if uh, yeah. if this becomes a norm.
1: Or Apple lets its iOS happen over on Samsung devices, maybe. Would Apple that, ever do that? I don't think so, but maybe.
2: That could happen could happen. This
0: could happen if they're making this privacy push mm-hmm. and yeah. consumers respond to it and I think to some extent they certainly are in this day and age. Well this
2: was, this is what happened with BlackBerry is they uh you know they put Android on their phone yeah. and they gave up on their own, on uh, their their own <laughs> OS. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see the potential of across cross uh, mm-hmm. pollination.
1: Yeah.
0: It was also the end of an era. It wasn't one of our topics, but BBM finally is it dead, <laughs> dead now? Shut down. It's dead. You can still pay a small fee to use it for, I think, an enterprise application. But you know, the days of BBM are are now. It's over.
2: Oh, I remember when that was. That was everything. Yeah.
0: Era is ending all over the
1: place this week.
2: It's technology.
0: Yeah, but new ones beginning too. Amazon is rolling out its one day shipping across centers in the United States. Where do we think this leads, Allie? Does this simply get us the goods we want faster or do you think it will change how we behave? Will it replace a trip to the grocery store or the convenience store?
2: Well, I think that already, that, that already is a reality for many consumers is mm. if you want groceries, they'll just get it, get it hand delivered to your house. Um, yeah, I don't know. Can we get from one day shipping to one hour shipping? Is that the I next think, is that the next step?
1: I think this is a psychological shift is the important part of this. So 2-day shipping was handy. Yeah. I I could kind of plan ahead. I could find things on Amazon I would never find anywhere else probably. Um and then 1-day shipping was like, "Oh, okay, I could wait. I can wait. Sure, I could plan just a little bit ahead." And now the same-day shipping All of a sudden, I really don't have to go to the store. And in fact, when you do the math, I'm wasting my time by going to the store and waiting in a checkout line, maybe seeing that my item isn't there. So I think this is a huge psychological shift. And the fact that Amazon came in with 10 million items, where Walmart's sitting over at 200,000 sort of household goods-based items, um, really shows that they are going to own this space and what i think is also important about that is it means if you're a vendor on amazon someone trying to sell on amazon if you're not using amazon fulfillment you're done no one's going to wait for more than two days shipping two days is going to seem like an eternity
2: yeah i mean i'll tell you what this what this is is this is great for consumers and this is a competition between amazon and walmart that is just impacting consumers amazingly yeah I mean they're you know, just think about two large corps going corporations going after one another and the, the winner is the consumer here.
1: Driving the price down. I don't know. Driving what that prices does. down. We driving. know what that does to the people providing the product to these companies, but for consumers <laughs> looking selfishly at it, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Bring yeah. it on.
0: Yeah, who are some of the the losers in addition to maybe the providers? I'm wondering physical small businesses, convenience stores, are we going to see these start to disappear? I I think this
1: fulfillment center um, question is an issue. So if you want to sell on Amazon, uh, you can fulfill your products yourself and handle the shipping by driving to the post office. Or you can use Amazon warehouses to store your product and have them fulfill for you. And that can get you in this two day, one day, same day delivery mode. Um, But that costs you, right? Uh, And these are these are not cheap fees so i think it really changes the game for online vendors local stores who are trying to also have an amazon present
2: could make it hard for costco as well uh yeah i mean i think when amazon bought whole foods this was already this was sort of the writing was on the wall right right around that point yeah you knew this was going to happen we kind of guessed whole foods
1: were going to be like big warehouses
2: and i i i'm if you go into the back of a whole foods i'm sure there's just piles of boxes yeah amazon boxes i'm guessing yeah
0: even in the front of a Whole Foods, you see yes. like Amazon Echo, Amazon yes. Prime, <laughs> yeah. Amazon Deal, Amazon Pickup.
1: <laughs> That's yeah, right. in order exactly. to have pickup at yep. your a local Whole Foods store. Yeah. I think
0: Whole Foods they still manage to maintain much of their essence, right? You still go in, it still feels like a Whole Foods, but the Amazon presence is very, very. Yeah, clear. but if
1: you if you look through some of the people who are hating on Whole Foods and Amazon on Twitter, you'll see the photos of all the store shelves that are empty. Mm. And so, what we're so we don't see that so much here. at the, lo- the local Whole Foods I've been to, but it seems that this fulfillment situation, this restocking of the shelves, Amazon's taking a hard line on how Whole Foods used to do it, which wasn't really all that technically smart using technology, not so much. In Whole Foods era, Amazon's really coming down. So I think we're going to start to see those, those products that were illegal at Whole Foods. I think Amazon's going to start rolling those out on the shelves pretty quickly.
0: And the ball's in Walmart's court now. Yes. Yeah. Guess. yeah. <laughs> Their turn to respond. Good luck with
2: that. Right? Yeah, it's going to be tough for Walmart, I think. But I mean, they they're definitely well situated. They have, you know, as far as uh, logistics, they're actually probably they might be better off from a logistics standpoint of, because because of all the locations of the WalMarts.
1: Yeah, we know we can. They're reaching most of the within what is it, a very short yeah. radius. They're mm-hmm. reaching almost everyone in, in North America. In North America, yeah. um, but in, I don't know. And that,
2: Amazon can't say that.
1: No, but are we are we going to get? Anything other than household goods from them in one day delivery? Amazon can deliver me a mattress this afternoon.
2: So is so, Walmart
1: going to be able to do that? That's where those fulfillment centers, yeah. the logistics, the air gateways, etc., become really the critical infrastructure and competitive advantage that Amazon has right now.
2: Well, well, that's maybe an opportunity for Walmart. Yeah, right. Is to is to replicate that create a create a market online, or I mean, they already have created one where you can uh, resell, I believe, through Walmart as well. But yes. why not take that to the next level?
1: And I and I think we you know we need two. There can't only be one in this situation. But um I do feel that Costco, where does that leave Costco? Other than this cultural people yeah. like to go to Costco, I there's you know, that. Costco will will, will be impacted by this for sure. it will be interesting to see how they rally or not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, to your point where it's better to have two than one, that's the perfect segue into our antitrust discussion. Mm-hmm. Of course, reports are that. An antitrust case is being prepared against Google. This has not been formally announced. I think it's important to note. Mm-hmm. However, Fang stocks were hit hard yesterday, losing somewhere between 130 and 140 billion dollars in market cap. Doing a bit better today. Is this reactionary, or is there serious cause for concern?
2: Uh, this, to me, this the timing of this uh, seems very political. Uh, you, usually, you don't see the U.S regulators front-running these things. Usually, it starts in the EU and works its way through the EU courts. And, you know, they come down with big, big fines. Now, we have seen that recently with Google. They've got slapped with a a couple of quite large fines, uh, getting larger each time. Has Facebook got fined yet in the EU? EU? Do you know? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, Google for sure has got slapped with a couple now. I think the last one was a couple billion dollars. So... Uh,
1: so many fines to keep track of. I've well, lost
2: track. Yeah. And so, look, the, I, I think uh, usually what you see is is then the, the U.S. government sort of steps in and, and, and follows suit. They don't like to front run. These things they are U.S. companies. Uh, so they don't they don't want to be the guys to, to uh, you know, to, sure. to, to impact business locally. But um, yeah, I, I wonder where I wonder where it's going to go from here. I
1: think they should be concerned. I think that uh, this is the one thing it seems that the Democrats and Republicans can agree on we're going after big tech and we're going to figure out yeah. a way to the- at least study carefully what they're doing. And if you look at how long it took um, uh, the antitrust issues to wave over Microsoft, that was a 10 year battle. Right? Sure at and yeah. was a 12 year battle. Google's just finished an eight year battle about their search engine uh, that they came ahead of. They won that one, but this is going to be a long, slow, dark age, I think descending over tech as these, as these, um, um, investigations happen and as all of this information starts transferring over to the FTC and the DOJ and hopefully gets leaked to us so we can see get an even clearer peek behind the curtain about what these platforms are doing with the data that we should own, they shouldn't own it, in my opinion. How they're using it, how their AI is being used, and and how it's affecting us as consumers. It
2: was interesting to see. There's different, also different departments investigating different companies as well. Yeah. So The Federal Trade Commission is in- investigating Amazon, which I thought was was, it was like interesting. a rock paper scissors over there. They you're were just like, like we'll like, take crap. this one, yeah, we'll yeah. take that one. Yeah. Uh, but but it's uh, but you're right. I mean that will there will be a cloud of uncertainty over over these companies for a few years. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the stocks uh, progress or, or react. I think it's. You know, if you're an investor and you're keeping eye on things, it's probably a good good opportunity to make money. It's going to be up and down for a while.
1: And also to know that these are not generally successful actions, are they? It hasn't been a really successful movement in the States to break up monopolies. So they might come out ahead. We also may see, like I was listening on Wall Street yesterday, uh, they're some of the analysts are wanting Google to be broken up so they can focus better on their monetization and capitalization strategy. Stop looking at the moonshots, guys, and let's get to work. Yeah, that's one so. thing that's
2: often lost in translation when you're looking at these companies is that sometimes, I mean, although they're highly, highly valuable businesses, when you break them out, uh, value sometimes value is left on the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you break them out, it's actually more money to be made mm-hmm. by investors. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a very yeah. good point, Linda.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. We've spoken before about about fines and how they're rarely actually punitive like you know billions of dollars it sounds like big bunny went to Google they pay the fine and they move on what might we see is there a real chance that we actually see a company broken up I know it's speculative at this point but would that be the the worst case scenario for a company
2: not not if there's underlying value in the individual businesses I mean they could they it could actually be much better for them uh, financially uh, and and what's twelve billion dollars to Facebook anyways? Yeah. I mean that's not that's a you know if they, they could get it's slapped with multi billion and it's not not going to even move the needle for them.
1: I think worst case scenario is this issue of data. They're they're not stealing money out of the wallets of consumers when the products right. are free. So and right. the the antitrust issues as we look at them now aren't valid. But if if we say that the data that a user generates has value to the user and that's being stolen by these platforms to monetize their their are. Add to their bottom line. Then I can see that these uh, investigations may move to the quality or the who owns the data that's being created. If they decide that that's ours, yeah,
2: then they have a problem. Then
1: we have a big, they have a yeah. huge problem. Yeah,
2: all of a sudden that would be worst business, case scenario yeah, for them.
1: Those business models now are they they need to do a pivot big time. <laughs> yeah, well, could
0: the idea not be too if they decide okay, Google, you're too big, we're breaking you up, and you can't have data flow from one side to the other. I mean, because it's partly the use of data, right? How they collect it on a free platform and then they use it. I think it to people fuel will enterprise. I think if
1: we allowed people to monetize their own data, they would still give it up. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. A large so, portion of large portion of people would. You know, so sure.
1: so I imagine if they wanted flow between broken up companies, they would allow us to have a little mm-hmm. bit of value in the process. And I'm guessing millions and millions of people would take that five bucks a month and be and interesting if it. we
0: were allowed to price it ourselves too. Yeah. It's not worth a whole lot, I'm sad to say. <laughs> for us. It's it'll sad. buy us a latte a month or at something. This point, it's horrible. At this point. Yeah. Depending on who you are. Senior political leader. Yeah. Know, depending yeah. on your job. Who knows? Anyway, as always, Linda Ali, thank you both for coming in. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That's Linda Fawkes, CEO of Glue Technology Society, and Ali Pordad, CEO at Progressa. That's it for our show. Thanks for listening to BIV today. You can get notified of new episodes by subscribing to us on iTunes, at least for the time being, as well as Stitcher. You can listen to episodes at biv.com slash audio, and all of our business news content is available at biv.com. I'm Haley Wooden. Thanks again for listening.